Herbert is being chased, thrown on the run, and it is caught. Touchdown, Keenan Allen. What a grab. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's the Warrior spirit right there, boy. Huge sack by Joey Bosa. 90-yard touchdown. 90-yard touchdown. It's going to be picked off at the 8-yard line by Derwin James. Herbert sets his feet, takes a shot downfield, has Guyton. Caught. Touchdown, Chargers. That's the greatest throw I've ever seen. Bolt fam, what up? Welcome to the Thunder Down Under podcast. Andy Prophet here with my co-hosts, Jack Reed and Alistair Lloyd. As always, hello, boys. Hello. Good to have you back on the Howdy screen. Howdy It's a real fun part of the season, isn't it, this time of year? We can only speculate at times as to what might happen, players staying or going back or almost back-to-back days of big contract restructures with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and then Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack pushing money onto later years, kicking that can down the road and trying to reach that all-in status on season 2023. Pretty exciting there. A couple of uh, restricted free agents and um, exclusive rights free agents tended, tenders handed out to Cameron Dicker and Foster Sorrell. Uh, we neglected Braden Fahoko, Jalen Guyton, Gaziano, Storm Norton, now the Saints problem, Tuska, <laughs> Forrest Merrill, and Michael Bandy. <laughs> Other big news around Chargers land, the Austin Eckler trade request and what this means to re- relationship. We'll get stuck into that a little bit in just a little bit. Matt Filer, as we expected, cut. Thank you for your service. He was um, quite a good guard uh, for the Chargers, except for the year just passed. Um but, you know, we saved six and a half million uh, on the cap, seeing him out the door. Nasir Adderley as well, the shock retirement uh, to pursue other interests and just not finding that uh, mm. football's fulfilling him enough. Al, I'm going to go to you, mate. What do you what do you feel about the, the Eckler trade re- um, requests? Uh, it's obviously a few days now since this all kind of broke and it was a bit of a shock at the time. But what do you what do you think it kind of means um, for the relationship between him and the Chargers and and just how how it's unfolding his contract extensions. Well, I feel better after hearing him on the Chris Long podcast the other day mm-hmm. because I thought he comported himself well in that. And it's really easy to see both sides of the coin, I think, in this one. You can see why the Chargers might be reticent to extend a running back in his kind of age bracket when they already have him under contract for 2023. Mm. Typically running backs kind of fall off the cliff a little bit after that 28, 29 season. And these days with the the ability to control additional years with a franchise tag, that's also an option to the Chargers. So I know why they want to go about it year by year. And then from Eckler's perspective, this is probably his most productive period of his career. And he's just scored 40 touchdowns in two seasons. He sees where he sits in the remuneration scale compared to other running back peers. And he sees he's being more productive. So he wants Mm. a pay rise. So makes sense to me. Hopefully they can resolve something. But it's a shame, but not entirely unexpected. Yeah, Jack, do you have anything further to add? Do you feel like there's not that many issues between, well, for him testing the market? Do you think that works in the Chargers' favour? I thought, yeah, I thought, uh, as you noted, Alistair, that he did comport himself relatively well on the Chris Long show. 
I thought he was quite nervous when he first started talking. He talked a lot about value. I think he reiterated value so much to the point where I was listening to it doing the dishes and my wonderful partner, Rebecca, goes, if he says fucking value one more fucking time, I'm going to mm-hmm. throw something through the window, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, thanks, Rebecca. You're a wonderfully loyal listener to the show. Well, he didn't want to say that. money, did he? That's um, why. He didn't want to say, I want more money. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, But the, the, the other half of the episode mm. was, I thought, or the other half of the interview, was quite. he was quite bullish. Mm. He was very happy to come back to the charges, and he definitely sounded like he had unfinished business he spoke about the Jags game, the, the the plane ride home, how devastating that was. So I think it's it's great business, but it's as a fan, um, it's not nice to see someone who we love. We love his celebration. We love the guitar. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's great from uh, from the front office perspective. Hopefully he's back for this season, uh, but who knows? Yeah, well, not to get into like too many uh, too many of the nitty gritty numbers, but Telesco, uh, as I said, restructuring Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, saved a bunch of money this year, but the downside is, of course, in 2024, Mike Williams' cap hit is 32.46 million, and Keenan Allen's 2024 hit is sitting at 34.71 million dollars. So it's really like a a bang and a bang and bust kind of situation that we're in here. And if that doesn't scream all in, um, maybe the uh, the screen is coming to reality and. Uh, they're really going to go because these guys are not going to, I don't think they're going to be there in, uh, in 2024. Um, it, it really feels like it really feels like the sort of the magnificent seven riding off to their one final gun gun show or gun battle with the villain. You know, they're all gotten together. You know, Keenan Allen, Bosa, yeah. Mac are a little older now. It's like this is the one. I wonder one if more they're shot, just doing it so they're going to go out your in branding ways. for one final uh, season of YouTube episodes. Yeah, all in again. Still all in. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, continuity. <laughs> We're still here. Oh, still all buying, in. Buying yeah. back in. Um, that's not also yeah, to discount right. the egregious like cap of Mac and Bosa in the years to come. So it's going to be a big shape up, uh, shake up rather. Um, but yeah, look, plenty of uh, other players have have come and gone. Um, had a bit, little bit of free agency movement, possibly more than we might have expected. Um, obviously not as big as last year, but uh, Jack, let's jump straight in, man. Kick us off with uh, probably the biggest fish, Eric Kendricks. Yep. I'm going to throw to Alistair on that one because uh, he's he's prepared right. for it. I've got Trey Pippins. We, we did, did a little bit of a pick swap siren. Uh, um, today. Hey, so Eric Kendricks, he, yeah, before I get right. into him, I, I just want to say this is kind of the part of Brandon Staley that I've quite enjoyed Um apart from on the field, he keeps signing these guys that from afar I've respected for a long time. And it's quite exciting when you feel like he's identifying players that will be able to contribute. And I felt that way about Mac, about Callahan, who I watched quite a while in Chicago and Denver, and then Van Noy, the same thing. Eric Kendricks is another one of these guys. We're talking about uh, someone who's been an all-pro linebacker before, first-team all-pro in 2019. He's played 117 games in his career, so he's experienced. He's been an elite, elite coverage linebacker for three of the past four years, arguably the best in the NFL other than Fred Warner. And then last year, what we saw with him was 
in a change of scheme in Minnesota where the mm. defense played really badly. They switched from Mike Zimmer 4-3 to Ed Donatell, who runs a Fangio variant scheme 3-4. And what we saw is Kendrick's kind of fall off a cliff in coverage where he graded, according to PFF, below 50. But suddenly his run defense grade just catapulted um, mm. to an 81. And that's something that the Chargers have struggled with. So the terms of the deal are two years, $13.25 million. Uh, about half of that is guaranteed, 6.75. And the way it's structured is he gets paid less in year one, $4 million, And in year two, if the team wants to keep him, he's due 9.25. I feel like the pulse of the fan base is a bit mixed on this one because he's just turned 31 years old. And as we'll get to later, we lost a linebacker in the process. There is a concern that his drop off last season from pass coverage might be age related. Um, I'm hopeful that it's more a blip on the radar because he played eight years in a Zimmer scheme and last year was his first in a Fangio scheme. There's, you know, there could be improvement now in Staley's scheme at getting a little bit more used to some of those coverage responsibilities. Overall, I'm happy with the move. I've loved watching him. Um, would I like, would I have liked the team to keep tranquil? Yes, but I'm also excited about Eric Kendricks. What do you think about it, Jack? Ah, yeah, you've covered it pretty well there. I think where I think fans perhaps are a little scared mm. that this is another Thomas Davis esque signing, uh, sort of a linebacker that may be over the hill, uh, has previously been All Pro uh, a number of times. I disagree with that. I think what we're getting is we're maybe not getting the athlete that he was three, four, five years ago, but we are getting an instinctual linebacker. We are getting a guy that can read. The run defense, uh, so run offense really well, hit those gaps um, and perhaps really lead Kenny Murray and develop Kenny Murray. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a leader in terms of developing players Drew Tranquil was. Uh, very much Kendricks fits the, the veteran mold. And so hopefully he can put in some work with uh, Kenneth Murray to get him at least half the player that Kendricks is. I mean, that's blue sky thinking. But yeah, no, I really like the signing. It's clear that we wanted Drew. I won't talk about too much. Yeah. He decided to leave. We went and got Kendricks. Um, yeah. There are two and, quick and, ones and, and, to be yeah. happy about so, yeah. with no, him. I like it. His missed tackle rate last year was just 9.7%, whereas Drew's was up around 15. That's a, That should lead to some improvement. And the other one is he's played 90% of games in his career, 117 out of 130. So yeah, that's, awesome. that's availability at a position where the team Warrior. had a lot of injury concerns last year. Yeah, and has had for numerous years um yeah look we'll see how he goes all right sorry for that mix up jack do you want to jump on to trey pipkins then <laughs> sure i love my big boys uh i thought of three key terms when i thought of trey pipkins uh the first word that i thought mm. was uh, apt was continuity. So it seems where it's, the offensive line is one of the most important positions in the NFL where continuity is really important. You've got the cadence of the QB, the cadence and instructions from the center, uh, all the protection schemes with the discontinuity of Lombardi stepping out and more stepping in. I have a feeling that it was a priority to get Pipkin signed. Um, there is no new piece to this line in 2023. There is a new offensive coordinator. Uh, the only thing that will be new will be the scheme fits. So they know how to play with one another. There's continuity there with Herbert. There's continuity with the offensive line. So I thought that was a really 
clever signing. The second phrase or second term that I've got is Tommy T's gamble pays off. You know, he's taken a project in the third mm. round and it has kind of worked for him. Um, he is a middling NFL tackle, but he has shown improvement across his rookie contract. I think there's no doubting that. He is no longer a weak link and you'd much prefer him than Storm Norton. He can, uh, as you said, Andy, he's New Orleans problem now. But it's clear that he's all in because there's that terminology again. Looking at Duke Manyweather's camp, he's down there with Slater. He's down there with Foster Sorrell putting work in. The money looks good. It's a three-year, $21,750,000 contract. Um, in a, mm. I think in a position that is notoriously overpaid sometimes as well. Sort of a middling tackle. They can yeah. sometimes go Especially overs the right and they're not really worth it. Um, seven... Yeah, seven million five hundred a signing bonus, thirteen point two guaranteed, an average salary of seven point two five. I reckon Tommy's walking out of the casino, not having a huge night, but he's having a even. What games do you reckon he'd play at the happy. casino? Yeah, he's up a little go. bit, and I also, oh, I hit oh. super conservative, so I reckon he's playing blackjack only. That's it. Uh. <laughs> um, and I also, I just did a look at the numbers. You know, per PFF. Pipkins is the 45th tackle mm. on that list of players over 750 snaps last year. So I would like to see that number rise up. Last thing before I throw to you, um, Andy, about Pipkins, protect the king. Easy to understand. Protect your number one asset. That's Justin Herbert. Chiefs are doing it. Uh, we're following suit. Yeah. I think that's two uh, thumbs up. Look, so, yeah, covered it pretty well, mate. To be honest, there's. I'm just hoping for a healthy year for Pipkins. Um, yeah. he, was, he was a real warrior last year, and I think he uh, – he doesn't get maybe as much credit as he probably deserves for that. He he really held together um, down the stretch, especially because just the backups were not acceptable. Um, good to see Sorrell with uh, Manyweather training in the off season. Um, like to see that. I'm pretty happy with the the terms of the of the contract. Um, I think Jack, you said it really well. Continuity is really important. Um, for this line and we're going to see uh, a first well second year player move positions um and get a, a gun left tackle back um and it, it it could be could be really good if we just see onwards and upwards from from uh, big tree and andy uh, if you viewed it this way mate and see if and fans listeners too he he with this contract he becomes the 13th highest paid right tackle and he signs for essentially the exact same terms that Lael Collins agreed to last season with the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Lael Collins just turned 30. Pipkins has just turned 27. So he's the 13th highest paid tackle, presumably Perfect. with up upside, if you can stay mm -hmm. healthy. As you said, I'd, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that yeah. one. Yeah, for sure. All right, probably, uh, well, I mean... Pipkins was probably top three um, most important that we considered to re-sign. Um, we obviously, all Chargers fans know that we missed out on one. Um, but this guy, Morgan Fox, was probably uh, in that top three conversation. Uh, and the Fox and the Fox said, I want to come home back to Papa Staley. And the 6.5 sack man has re-signed with the Chargers. Two years, 7.25 million, 3.75 million guaranteed. And structured so the cap hit this year is only two and a half, and there's an out um, to save three and a half at the end of the year if he falls off a cliff. Um, I think it's a great move. Um, we were pumped for it. Uh, he just adds 
a dynamic aspect to this interior line. Uh, we saw um, all kinds of issues uh, under production, maybe from Sebastian Joseph Day flashed at times. Um, a Tito got a Tito got injured. Austin Johnson injured. Weren't quite getting what we needed out of the depth and rotational pieces. We knew going into the season that it was a pretty thin group, but Morgan Fox really stood up. He added um, a rotational pass rush, run defense, um, really chopped out Mac. And look, it was a career year for him. Um, 12 starts, as I said, six and a half sacks. And he was a little quite smoky in my mind. Um, as the best signing of last off season. Uh, And that's saying something, you know, he was just, he was just awesome. So really pumped to have this guy back. Um, He flourishes in Staley's system. Um, Al, I know you were amped to get him back. Well, this is the big R word we talk about all the time, right? Relationships. This Mm. is where it comes into the fore. And this is like the uh, old Aaron Rodgers ads, a bit of discount, double check. Because we get this, we, this guy comes in at, um, he's getting paid less than half of what SJD and Austin Johnson make per year. Mm, crazy. And so he came in $2 million short of what um, our colleagues at Guilty as Charge predicted he might get paid. So this was a discount in all senses of the word. And I looked at other players who get paid about the same. Mike Purcell, Taven Bryan, and our very own old uh, fan, least favourite, Jerry Tillery. Fox's, Fox's production equated to all of more than all of those three guys combined from a pressure perspective and a sack perspective. Mm. So this is just one of the great wins. It's relationships. He stays there. Frankly, we couldn't afford to have lost him. Yep. Got him for good money. Interior pass rush is just so key in Staley's scheme. He had it with Aaron Donald for a number of years. It's a rare thing in the NFL to get pressure up the middle. Morgan Fox is one of those players that can do that. Yeah, Love you, Foxy. Uh, so All right, Jack, Easton Stick. <laughs> so I, I go back to my words and all I've got is boring, not fun at all. Can't even run a wildcat uh, with with him. He's got a big arm. Uh, I have a feeling. Again, we talk about continuity. Justin yep. Herbert seems to like seems to like the quarterback room. Whether it's Chase Daniel and Easton Stick, seems to be continuity there. They must have a good relationship. Uh, I was really hoping we'd see Stetson Bennett. That's the second the time accent. I've got his name in a in a non draft podcast because uh, Stetson Bennett. Um, I would have loved to see him, but yeah, listen. Is this fun? No. Is there continuity? Yes. Will we ever see Eastern Stick play a meaningful snap? Probably not. A touch wood. Uh, just How excited can you himself. get about a That's player who has one about career that. pass for four yards? Yeah. There's just, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm the same, Jack. Continuity was a big thing for me. That's all I can see because there must be some perspective that we don't see or can't access as to why they're paying him. It's just money, right? If you looked, everyone was talking about Cooper Rush. He signed with Dallas for $5 million per year and we're paying Stick 1.8. So we've just gone, we don't have the money. We need some kind of warm body as QB2. (laughs) Stay in the building. He knows the, well, he doesn't... And we've seen Justin Herbert battle battle through you know all sorts of injuries, so you know he's sort of shaping up to be another Philip Rivers esque type. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not statue at quarterback. Mm, yeah, more mobile well, than him. I don't think but... there's anything more needed to be said about that. 
pretty flat on that decision. Donald Paramel. Yeah, this one I think needed to be done. Uh, and again, financially it's a win because yeah. the Chargers declined slapping a right of first refusal tender on him, which would have cost about two point six million or thereabouts, yeah. and let him let like risked him signing with another team. Turns out he could potentially couldn't find another team, and he comes back to the charges of what's reported to be a two-year deal for two point six million dollars. Yeah, so that's good value. Um, I was having just a quick look at you know his production, and he's only got a two point four percent career drop rate. So his mm. hands are safe as anything. And last year when he was targeted, the passer rating for Herbert was up at 140. So if he can get his body right and have no more ongoing issues with concussions yeah then this is a no-brainer he's a red zone weapon and i'm looking forward to seeing what Kellen moore can do with him yeah and that tight end room's bare as ass if uh he goes because trey Mm. is barring some miracle just it's troublesome um came on hall as well i don't think the figures have been released for him yet and same for jk scott they're both ex- agreed to terms came mm. on hole obviously the special teams depth um and jk scott awesome hang time needed him back uh in the team all right some outgoing free agents uh we said that i said <laughs> i said the top three well the big fish that we just couldn't land drew tranquil uh that news Probably really rattled the cages of a lot of a lot of fans. We know a uh, great friend of the show, Kyle, and his wife um, still haven't really got back to us about the, how they're coping with it. I hope you guys are okay. It's also Drew... seemed to have started some kind of podcast <laughs> civil war. <laughs> yeah, everyone's uh, upset. <laughs> yeah, well, we're doing our best to keep it together. Um, yeah, for the kids, you know. Uh, Drew signed a one-year, three million dollar deal with the Kansas City Chiefs potential for two million dollars in incentives further so it's not five million dollars he signed for bugger all uh there's lots of conjecture going on about what happened here uh whether Drew was tabled a deal at the outset by the Chargers but wanted to test the market Chicago was throwing money around at linebackers Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards no one bit on Drew uh, so he came back with his tail between his legs, asked to sign that deal. They allegedly, pulled, allegedly, they pulled it off the table. So he signed allegedly. at yep. division rival Kansas City for sweet fuck all money. Maybe that one year kind of prove it deal to hope the market resets next year. Um, it's <clears throat> he's not even going to see four, the field. Though. He's going to be their fourth uh, best linebacker. Weird. It is. Weird. Uh, It was a career year for Drew last year. He remained healthy again. Started 16 of the 17 games, just under 1,000 snaps, five sacks, cracked 100 tackles, still had that over 15% miss rate, as you said just before, Al. Um, A pick and two pass breakups. He was really an integral part of the Chargers' Mm, defense in 22. Um, Wore the green dot, uh, which was... Great. We saw a lot of benefit for Derwin James and his play when Drew took over calling the plays on defense. He affects the offense in th- all three levels, really. Pass rush. Um, he's got a good sense for, for running gaps. Um, coverage. Saw him drop into Tampa 2 a couple of times and 
you know, yep. cup, couple Week of pass breakups and a nice athletic interception and um, not too bad in run defense. Uh, it's a real kick in the, uh, kick in the nuts because... Wearing red and gold, that just sucks. So like any other team, going to the Chiefs really sucks. Well, that's it. He goes to Andy Reid and Spags and um, gives them all they need to know. And now we've got to play him for twice a year. And he yeah. might not even see the field. So he'll stay healthy, no doubt. Jack, what is... What does this tear you apart in particular? What about it? It all seems like sunshine and rainbows on social media. The Drew Tranquil put out a post saying, oh, thanks, you know, thanks for your time and all this kind of stuff. And it seemed very amiable, but you just don't know what's gone behind the scenes. This reeks of (laughs) the, (laughs) well, maybe not that bad. I mean, is it a symptom of the linebacker not being important in Staley's scheme? So Andrew knows that by the way, there's been treated over the last number of years. Uh, even though he had a career year and he was arguably a crucial part of the defense? Or is it the Chiefs playing funky, funky monkey and going, hey, Drew, listen, we'll give you two and a half million bucks. Sorry, man, no one wants you. Come over here, tell us what the charges are doing because we play them twice a year. Uh, very clever, and Drew decided to do that. So all, all, all the power to him, and, and I hope he... You know, I hope he does well. I mean, we can't be too negative about him. Um, he gave us some really good years, and he had that awful leg yeah. breaking at Cincinnati. Uh, it was great I think we're really going to miss so, Tranquil's pass weird. rush, as you said, Andy, with those five sacks. That's yeah. not really something that Kendricks brings to the table. Not a blitzing linebacker. No. no. Now, maybe it's because Staley blitzes linebackers a bit more and doesn't blitz his DBs as much. Who knows? Maybe Kendricks will still have a nose for it, but I can see that hurting us a little bit. But maybe you just take that because Tranquil is a safety convert from college. So it makes sense that he's got that ability to rush the passer. Maybe where Kendricks is going to excel is some of the stuff that Tranquil struggled with because he is mm. a little undersized, struggles to shed blocks. So, right. you know, a little, there's like with everything in life, there's some positives, there's some negatives. And we hope that at least we don't have a net loss by a fan favorite leaving the building. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, Al Storm Norton, if you want to spare a moment for him. Yeah, keep it swift. I mean, he just couldn't beat out Foster Sorrell. And that's that's the reality of it. I mean, the, the writing was the wall, on the wall. At first it started with Pipkins not really able, sorry, Slater hurting himself. And rather than turning to a guy who played plenty of left tackle the year before, they've decided to move Sawyer, a sixth round pick who they had slated to play mm. guard. So you could, you knew what the Chargers thought about Storm at that point. Mm. And then as the year developed, he couldn't kind of hold a candle to Foster Sorrell. So um, good luck to him at the Saints. They, they used to be a, a powerhouse in terms of tackle play. And now apart from Rancheck, they've got Trevor Penning who didn't do very much in his rookie year and Storm Norton and friggin' Dennis Allen as the head coach. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah. Golly. There we go. Potentially suspended Alvin Kamara. Mm. Very good. Um, tight end, Tyson Hill. We could go on. Uh, Jack, Troy Reader, round us out. Yep, let's round us out. Serendipitous that he shares part of my last name. Listen, when Rita saw the field, I thought he was actually half decent. Yeah, that City. incredible pass breakup. I can't remember who that was against. Uh, yeah, Kansas City, veteran, played special teams. Uh, clearly, there's just not enough room in that linebacker room, which looks ridiculously thin now because it's Kendricks, Murray, Neiman, and Ogbong Bamiga, which 
maybe in my waters, in my waters, I feel it in my plums that we might be drafting some linebackers in this draft. Whether it's in the first day, I don't think so, but we in might be looking waters, somewhere between two to five. Very we'll be drafting post, some post linebackers. In my waters, in my plums, deep, deep in my plums. Anyway, see you, Troy. Thanks very much, mate. Um, all the best to you. Well, look, it, that's a bit annoying just for the reasons Jack said. But when you look at um, how few snaps he played on defense this year, he only played 62 snaps. Mm. Uh, and all the other years, we're like, he had 300, 400, 600. Nothing. So for all we know, Minnesota has made him some um, assurances that he'll get some time on the defense. And we've said, oh, we can't really guarantee that, Troy. But it sucks because he played the third most team, um, third most snaps on special teams, and mm. we saw such improvement from the special teams. He would have been one of those nice vet minimum guys if he wanted to hang around. So maybe this is a lowercase R on the relationships because I would have expected him to hang around with Coach Staley. So if I'm going to claim um, the other one, I'm going to have to say, well, the relationship wasn't enough to keep Troy Reader around. Yeah, we thought he was one of the guys too. Uh, any that I've missed, I think that's just about rounded us out. Sweet. I don't care what you say anymore. This is my week. Go ahead with your own week. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JW Reed, you've done it again. That's so good. Let's have a bit of a game, a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> tribute to uh, Billy Joel's fine tune, My Life. We're going to jump in the shoes of a GM, a player, a coach. And uh, just starting with the words, my week was, let's have a bit of fun and just uh, read out a bit of a monologue of uh, each player's. Jack, do you want to kick us off, mate? Sure, 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 sure. My week was, oh, where am I? What, what have I done? Was I that good? It's, it seems to me that I've been outcast by my octogenarian father. I'm no longer wanted at the dinner table. I can no longer eat my bowl of cereal or M&Ms in the greatness of his presence. What did I do? Sure, I had an injury or two recently and maybe did not live up to my contract, but I still powered through for my team. Ah, my little brother, Tony. That is who I'm blaming for making me feel this way. And my older brother, who I call Big Chin, he can't even throw an intermediate pass, yes, get, yet gets paid like one who can. Also, I'm not taking orders from a guy who rode the coattails of Wisconsinites. MM, that's Mega Mac. That's the nickname the local McDonald's franchises call him due to his large, big, fat orders. These three are the reason I'm no longer wanted and feeling listless, listless, like a white plastic bag floating through the Dallas skyline on hot and oily city air updrafts. Am I going to get the ball again? Who will take me? Maybe, just maybe, this is a good thing for me. I can go somewhere and win and stick it up that once great's house that I inhabited. Possibly, hopefully, I will eat again. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Any ideas? Any ideas on who that might be? Absolutely. That's uh, Ezekiel <laughs> and the tough week. That is. That he's had, and uh, that might lead nicely to one I've got for us all now. Uh, my week has uh, been, um, you know, it's like ho holding two handfuls of jello and uh, trying to keep it all in those two hands. And by which I mean to say, uh, we lost Zeke Elliott this week. Uh, and I mean, you know, it's not about money. Uh, you wouldn't want to see the size of the check that I would write if it could for sure get the Dallas Cowboys a Super Bowl. 
Problem is, uh, I already made out a big check. One to Zeke, another pretty big one to Dak. But when I look back on my life, I, I overpaid for my big successes every time. So I don't regret it. Uh, I overpaid for Zeke Elliott. And, you know, I wanted to keep overpaying him, frankly, and running the football with uh, Zeke. But Stephen, my son, said, uh, d don't worry, Dad. Uh, there's this good running back this year from Texas. And uh, you know we're going to draft him instead. Uh, whoops, I, I think I, I said the quiet part out loud. Uh, and, and, and now I feel just about as low as a crippled cricket's ass. So I'll be seeing y'all later. A good day to you. <laughs> oh, uh, none good. other. None other than the octogenarian himself. Very good. Jarrah. Jeez, I feel like I've brought a knife to a gunfight, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> My week was a nightmare. I wish I had a darkness retreat. People keep their receipts, and when I was asked in January how I'd approach a new QB in the room, I'd make his life a living hell. Well, now this 39-year-old multiple MVP winning hippie has come out from his tent and decided he wants to play for my team. All my teammates are super excited about this, and it could be a very long year on the clipboard for this guy if I still have a job come spring. No more milf hunting for me. <laughs> Short and sweet, I fucking love it. Uh, that was good. And I tell you what, that leads perfectly into my next one. I can tell you this. Into the darkness, I step into the light. From dark green, I move into the light green. Out of cold, cheesy conditions and into an appley Statue of Liberty existence. A leopard does not change its spots, only the place it hunts. A leopard is a silent and lone hunter. It does not care for others. I'm a battleship on a pleasure cruise. My 10-inch guns fire love, flowers, and numerous cacti. I am here, but I am not. I am merely a vessel, an empty cup, a plane, a car, a truck, an anal bead, a piece of metaphysical feces on the proverbial boot of the universe. I stink, but I do not smell. I throw lightning, yet refuse to cause thunder. I am a black truffle underneath the forest floor of Mother Earth, waiting to be shaved onto a steaming pile of pasta. What? <laughs> I don't know. Step into my world. Come one, come all. I demand you come to meet me at the confluence point of the universe and black holes. I am selfish, yet also selfless. I feel no correct love, but love from wrong of all love of the right places. I'm losing it here. I am broken, yet strong. Play with me and you'll see a pigskin throwing a fucking shaman. Who might it be? Touchdowns three. Come and visit the magic football day moon. <laughs> You've got some nice pipes on you there, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, yes. And this is perfect because I'm going to round this out with the trifecta. <laughs> My white week has been, wow, come on, y'all, Aaron Rodgers, holy shit, very excited. You know, somebody asked me when we were at the combine what you look for in a quarterback, and I said, uh, tough, smart, uh, accurate, uh, athletic, uh, ayahuasca, uh, immunized, uh, not vaccinated, <laughs> immunized. I mean, go into the dictionary under quarterback and you'll see a picture of Aaron Rodgers there smiling smugly. And it's crazy because you talk about him on the field a lot as a football player, uh, but it's his appearances on McAfee that really gets me going and excited for 2023. What a guy. Holy shit. I'm not going to lie. 
I was excited to meet Shailene Woodley. <laughs> Almost probably more <laughs> excited than seeing Aaron again, but sorry, Aaron. Uh, but, you know, she's not around these days. So uh, anyway, I'm so lucky to be standing here today in front of y'all with a job still in the NFL after last year. So excited uh, to be part of this journey with all of these guys on the team. And they'll get to meet Aaron sometime before the regular season, I think, when he decides to show up. Uh, and yeah, as long as I have nothing to do with game management this year, I, I think we should be a chance to go pretty deep in the AFC with number 12 on the center. Debatably already the greatest Jet of all time. I see you on the <laughs> sidelines. <laughs> very good. Very, awesome. very good. Uh... Oh, that's great. All right, just a little off, off the Jets and Rogers course there. Um, my week has been groundbreaking. <laughs> And at 313 pounds, it's probably a surprise. I don't have many more like it. But this is for different reasons. I tell you, I'm feeling good. I see things changing for the better, and it happening soon. I'm the first guy to do it. Like Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. I wanted to do something nobody has done before. I wanted to be the CEO of my own business team, and I did it. On top of that, I'm now the highest paid left tackle in the league, by average annual salary. And I've negotiated that deal with me in charge. I consider myself the X factor of my football team and a real leader responsible for helping the young guys like Pierce Petrie and especially Kenyon Green coming through. Fair to say I've come a long way since that gas mask back in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, you do a good Laramie. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's good Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> do we go one more each or do we want to move on? I've got one more. I've got one more in the holster. Okay. All right. I don't think I can top my Aaron Rodgers one, but here we go. Well, my week. Ah, this must be a dream. I hopped into my luxury car after... I don't know what this guy's accent is, so I'm just doing a Southern accent. Yeah. After walking in a mansion fit for a QB, walked into the training facility and swung my leg a few times and I'm being paid. Right back where it all started after Tampa Bay used my salary to pay for Tom's strawberry diet and some of Tom's fees for the divorce law, I'm sure. I was practicing here once, hoping to get on the roster. Now I'm being paid more than any other player at my position, bar one. They didn't get me. They didn't want me when I was down, so I've made them pay for when I'm up, baby. Nine to three point eight percent conversion rate means I get a cool five point six two five million dollars a year deal. Who cares if the organization ain't got cap room when it needs an offensive line, receivers, QB, pretty much all over the roster? I'm getting paid, baby. The frogman in the general office, well, the general manager, gave me my contract whilst hiding under his desk. I feel like he was extremely anxious. I've gone all Forrest Gump. Anywho, yeah. I'm living up to my name, baby, because I am happy. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I want to know the Mr. thought Matt process Gay. that made you choose Matt Gay as well. It's just fantastic. And then give him the kind of southern drawl. So all right. I'll finish us off, mate. You finish us off. Jack winds us up with something a little special afterwards. My week was uh, molto bene. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey comes here. Uh, already have Xavier Howard, uh, Christian Wilkins, Javon Holland, Jalen Phillips. And uh, really, I'm going to flop my salami out and show it to the <laughs> league this year. <laughs> Last couple of years, this team had some Patriots reject. Josh Boyer coordinating, blitzing his little panties off. No more of that. Finns fans, you're about to see cover four and cover six shit. I got all these athletic things. 
sorry, players at my disposal. I'm going to be a head coach again in no time. It's Vic time, baby. And you know, all these protégés of mine out there, <laughs> 27 nil lead. I had to save Ronaldo's ass, get him the hell out of there. Can't wait to face them this year, actually. Justin Herbert. I'm going to mix him up like a fucking marinara. Twist his titties and use the milk to make tuna casserole. Fornicate with him like a fucking apostrophajol. That's what I... That's what I promised to you. All right, guys. My wife's running the bell for dinner. Ciao, ciao. Oh, that's very good. I changed accent about four times. Uh, You did, but that's all right. Uh, just like him dialing up blitzes. You don't know where it's coming from. Oh, man. I think that's my favorite game. Yeah, that's very oh, that's good. that's real good. Hit let us know your favorite in the comments. <laughs> yeah, please let us know your favorite. Yeah. Um, and who had the best accent? All the worst. All the worst. All the worst. Yeah, all the worst. All right, Jack, mate, I'm going to throw it over to you because you're going to finish up the show for today. Cool, what guys. Yeah. Yeah, well, another little bit of fun. We thought that in these off-season times where although there's a lot of draft prep going on, we didn't want to flood the market too much. But because we're Australian, we're a long way away from a lot of listeners um, that tune into the show. Um, We thought we would just maybe perhaps share a few stories or a bit of information about all three of us so you get to know us a little better. So I thought we might start off with a game that I love to play called Two Truths and a Lie. Clearly, we all know each other really well. So how we're going to do this is uh, I've written a couple. Alice has written a couple. Andy's got a couple, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, We're going to... These are, again, kind of meant to be a little bit jovial. We're going to read them out. Um, I'll throw to one of you or I'll say, I'll read mine. Alistair, I'll throw to you and you can obviously pick. And then the listener can as well. Uh, All right. So my first one is I have once played basketball in a central Cincinnati high school that was majority black and got embarrassingly dunked on as a 15-year-old and had my pants pulled down. The other one, I have eaten two pounders in under five minutes and did not shit right for a week. Or the third one, the best dining experience I ever had was in Japan whilst eating sea urchin. So as a listener, what do you think is a lie for me in that one? Alistair, what's the lie? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I might get this wrong. I think the ba- the basketball one's the truth. Um, and the pounder one and the urchins... T- uh, t- I c- I'm not actually 100% sure you've been to Japan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Uh, I'm going to say the lie is the sea urchin one. Correct. Correct. Okay. It is something I would love to go to one day. Uh, yep. If we've got any Japanese listeners, uh, <laughs> I'd love to come and visit you. I ate, I ate sea urchin not long ago. It was, um, yeah, interesting. Yep. So yeah. If you're going over there just for that, I don't know. You could go to Port Melbourne and get, get something <laughs> for like 40 bucks. <clears throat> Save yourself. Or Mount Waverley. Mount Waverley. All right. Uh, Cattlefish. Three things about me. Yeah. I'm a bit of a DIY expert and built most of my own home. <laughs> I lost most of my hair by the age of 21. I produce electronic music with a friend under the DJ name Axis Atrium. Have I got a guess? Yeah, yeah, you got a guess. The first one is an absolute fallacy. Yeah. Yes, yep. I would never lend you any of my tools. 
uh, would <laughs> insist that I do most things for you if they need to support human beings. And in but fact, you, 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 yeah, I do. Um, you seem to have done a pretty good job with your outside furniture set. I'll have to, uh, you, know, you haven't sat on it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for the listeners that on the electronic music front during the seasons, when you hear Andy uh, doing his game summaries, that music in the background is some of the stuff that Access Atrium writes. So shout out to my co-producer, John. And our Very graphic fun. designer did all of our um, logos Ooh, yeah. and point. stuff. Um, Superman, Johnny. He's a talent. Thank you, Weg. All right, my go. <clears throat> I have a total of four tattoos. I was born with blonde hair and blue eyes. As you may have seen, I no longer have those. And in preparation for my upcoming trip to Europe, a few weeks ago, I started learning Dutch. What is the lie, Jack? Jeez. Uh, what was the first one? I have a total of four tattoos. Actually, this has got me stumped. It, it would it would be very weird to be born with blue blonde hair and blue eyes and now you don't have them. I know you're going to Europe. Is, is it the blonde hair, blue eyes? No. I was born, really? I was born blonde and blue. I only have two tattoos at the moment. And oh, yes, I have. Right. You got Sonic and what? Sonic and what? The triangle on my arm. Oh, the triangle on your arm. Just oh, out. there you go. But yeah, I okay. took it upon oh. myself to uh, learn Dutch. So how, how are you is Huhatet. So you yes. got an uphill battle. Yeah. Any yeah, any it's Dutch it's listeners out there? Of, uh, any Dutch listeners? Hit Andy up and uh, see, if, see if you can visit him when he's in Copenhagen. We've got a Belgian listener. Yeah, expect and beat your Netherlands. I speak a little nice. Dutch. There Good accent nice. too. Cool. <clears throat> uh, All right. I've got, yeah, I've got another one. I'll throw this one to you, Andy. Uh, I have been homeless in the middle of Europe with nothing to my name other than the backpack and clothes that I had on my back and five euros. I lived... When I lived in the UK, I lived with a girl who was a page three model in the sun in the UK. And the last one, I used to be able to hold my liquor as a teenager. Which one is the lie? Um, which one's the lie? Can you elaborate more on the second one? You lived with a model? I did. I lived with a, with a girl. Uh, in Southwest London, who was a page three model mm -hmm. in the sun. And page three models are the topless models. I'm sure oh, you were aware. I uh, mm. was not aware of that. And you saying that as a teenager, you used to be able to hold your alcohol. Correct. I'm going to say that's the lie. <laughs> that is definitely the lie. Yes, I was known Red as... Uh, Abacus Reed. Abacus Reed, yes. used to. That's the tattoo <laughs> that I have on my wrist. I used to count my drinks and I never used to go above, never really got above four because um, I didn't really start drinking till I was 18, 19 because I played high-level basketball. Alistair, what have you got next? All right, I'm distantly related to Madonna. I'm nearly fluent in Portuguese. Oh, sim, sim. I met my wife during a chance meeting at a hostel in Barcelona. Is Jack having this okay. one? Yeah, I've got this one. Uh, I definitely know after being at your wedding that you met your wife uh, at a chance meeting at a hostel in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think you're fluent in Portuguese. 
fuck that. <laughs> and that the Madonna awful. thing could be a bit of a lie story, but it's a fabled one that they like to tell in my family because on my maternal grandmother's side, the surname is Chicone, and that's Madonna's surname. And they say back in the village of Pacentro that Madonna's grandmother and my grandmother were first cousins or something like that. So I'm going to hit her up for some money. <clears throat> ah, Madonna. All right, I guess, Al, I'm going to throw this one at you. And I, you're harder to trick. I feel like you know me slightly better than Jack. Uh, no pressure. But here we go. <clears throat> I regrettably dropped a catch playing cricket in year nine, and Alistair will never let me hear the end of it. <laughs> Before becoming an electrician, I studied osteopathy at university. Technically, I've been arrested a total of two times in my adult life, <laughs> which is the lie. Uh, I, I think I know. I don't think you technically studied osteopathy because um, you studied myotherapy and you also studied... I forget the word for it, but making the, the kind of artificial prosthetic limbs, limbs. prosthetic yeah. limbs. And I don't think either of them meets the description of osteopathy. So that's my answer as the lie. Correct. Yeah. I did study myotherapy and prosthetics and orthotics. Prosthetics and orthotics. Yeah. Okay. And you want to elaborate on, on being no, arrested? No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. I'm All right. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing bad. Petty crimes, petty crimes. Yeah, petty crimes, serious. nothing, nothing. Okay. Uh, that was a bit of fun. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. Now what we're going to finish off uh, with is just a couple of questions uh, that I will take some of myself and I'll photo these guys. These guys don't uh, haven't been prepared for them. Alistair, first th question to you. What did you want to be when you grow up or grew up? What did you want to be when you were a kid? Immediate answer was wrestler. <laughs> like first, first love was WWF wrestling in Hong Kong. It was on the TV and I had lots of sporting type of ambitions, but I really wanted to be a, a wrestler. British Bulldog was my, one of my favorites. Shawn Michaels, I'll take any of them, Undertaker. So that was my first passion. Love it. I reckon we've got uh, Dave that's going to love hearing that answer there. <laughs> uh, Andy, quite a simple one. What's your favorite snack? What's your favorite snack? Oh, favorite snack. Um... Pretty big snacker. Uh, it's probably going to be like chocolate. If I'm okay, honest chocolate? With you. Yeah. Dark, honestly. white, yeah. like extra no, dark, I'm, anything? I'm, I don't discriminate. Get in my anything. belly. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Uh, I've got this question. I've had a little bit of time to prepare for one, but what was I like in high school? Um, I was a bit of a nerd, actually. I didn't really attend many parties. I was a bit in, very much a goody two shoes, never wanted to uh, offend anyone, wanted to do the right thing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, would you agree with that? What I was maybe a bit of a loser, maybe a little bit. No, know. you weren't a loser. No, I can't. No. Well, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed school. Hence, I guess now I'm a teacher, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's about right. Alistair, I specifically got this one for you. Uh, do you have any weird superstitions? <sighs> I'm a bit of an even numbers guy. It won't surprise you. And a don't step on a step on the cracks guy. Got a few of those oh, kind you're of... a step on the cracks guy. Like at various times in my life, a bit of those ones. Like, uh, yeah, just a mild, maybe not even that mild, medium level of OCD. Does that count as a yeah. superstition? I've never done anything else like sporting related, but 
that's as close as no, it is. I, I thought you might have had something to do with cricket. You would have, you know, tapped your fingers twice before you walked out or anything like that, like a Steve Smith type note. Easily could have, but it, even numbers. Yeah. Going to bed okay. on an even number, that kind of gear. Okay. I, I, I wasn't aware you slept though. Yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked my phone, it has to be an even Vlad. number. Vlad! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy, this is a bit of a creative one. If you had a time machine, what time period would you travel to? Um, is it for like? Can be absolutely anything. I always loved dinosaurs when I was a kid. So if I could go back for like ten minutes in a safe way, I'd go back to probably the the Jurassic period, and um, that's pretty check cool. that out. Yeah, yeah nice. I, I think love that's it. what I yeah. do. Yeah. No other fucking cool. people. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I've got Phil. Uh, what nicknames have I been called throughout my life? Uh, and I might get some help from both of you. I reckon I've had Big Bot, Big Boy, Fridge. Uh, Boffin. What else? Boffin, Big Boticus, uh, Big Boffatron, Big Boo, uh, Chris. What, what did Matt, what did Matt Fain just used to Galactus, call me? Shactus. Galactus, Shactus. That's right. Shactus, Galactus. Far out. Billy. Heaps. Dumbass. Billy. Oh. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Billy. Hey, big. Hey, hey, you in the bushes. B- big bustling, bad Billy Reed. Yep. Those ones. Yeah. I've, I've had a number, uh, but I think. Gak Reefer Weed. Mine, yep. Gak Reefer Weed was another one. Yes. <laughs> I think on the back of my year 12 levers jumper, there was uh, the fridge, I think. Hmm. Uh, so that was the one that I can remember. Uh, I built like a fridge. Uh, Alistair, what's your favourite time of day? <sighs> Clock oh, off for beers on the weekend. Yeah, Fr- Friday, Friday Arvo beers, especially if um, you know, Prof and I are both free and just have a cheeky one and debrief on the podcasting week that it's been. Love it. It's a good shout. Um, Andy, so let's think back to childhood again, but what is one story about your childhood that best explains the person you are today? Oh. That's a big one. That's a big one. With no notice either. How long you got? Yeah. I charge by the minute. Yeah, so. yeah. I was going to say, what are you charging for this? <laughs> um, can I answer that in a silhouette painting? <laughs> uh, one moment that I don't think I could say that the person that I am has been crafted by one moment of my childhood. I think I've actually, as a person, I've changed a lot since I became an adult to the person that I am now. Mm. Um, so there's been a lot of moments in my adulthood that have um, crafted who I am. So I'm an Love ongoing it. adaptation, I guess. There you go. Love that. Awesome answer. Awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, I've got this one. Who are three people living or dead that you'd like to share dinner with and why? My first one is Anthony Bourdain because he's one of my heroes. The second one would be probably Michael Jordan. Uh, He was a hero of mine growing up and really got me into basketball and to, to be able to chat with him would be quite incredible and the last person i would love to have dinner with is probably my grandma my molly rogan mm. i think uh, as i've gotten a little bit older um she passed away a number of years ago um there's so much stuff that i would have liked to ask her about my fa- about life and about our family that i never got to so those are three people all right a couple more before we end we're almost under an hour which is great uh alistair in one sentence how would you sum up the internet 
beyond my expertise. <laughs> Three pornos! <laughs> I always thought the, the internet remains undefeated. Yeah. Uh, Andy, this is one I reckon you could think, what's the worst job you've ever had and what did you learn from it? We've... Uh, preface oh, while you think. Yeah, uh, we've all we've all worked in hospitality together. Yeah, um, yeah. Some very fun times, but yeah. some pretty shit times. Yeah. So I worked on and off in hospitality from the age of fifteen, when you could the youngest point you could get a job up until I was twenty eight, uh, or while I was studying and stuff. And my first ever job was working at KFC, and I was getting paid five dollars an hour, um, and. I was always doing the like potato and gravy and it's awful stuff, but I would always burn myself. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I ate a lot of KFC. I would, I worked there three <laughs> months and I reckon I put on 15 kilo. Um, I would always burn myself putting the gravy in the thing. And that was the worst job I've ever, ever done. Um, I stopped. What did you learn from it? Uh, well, I stopped going. Um, so it was essentially like, what I learned is that, you know, you don't always have to do things that you don't want to do. And sometimes you do, and you have to, uh, you have to cop those ones. Um, but this is not a moment. And, uh, so yeah, it was a self-awareness lesson. The power of um, no, mm, the power of no. Yeah. Work-life balance, quiet quitting or just not turning up. Yes. <laughs> oh, I should have claimed compo. The amount of scold burns I had on my yeah. on my mitts from the. You need a lawyer, mate. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, I hope that gives the listeners a little bit more of an insight into who we are. Uh, we might do this again a couple of months down the road. It's good fun. Uh, gets a little deep and sort of behind the curtain, as they say. Um, Andy, over to you to finish the show. Yeah. Um, thanks for putting that together, Jack. That was really fun. Um, really good fun. So awesome way to end the show and. Uh, Guys, by all means, tell us a story yourselves. Like, get in touch with us. Um, find us all individually on Twitter or the or the team or the the group of us at TDU underscore Charges. Uh, you know where to find us on YouTube and at all your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and riding with us for another season. Looking forward to it. We're going to take a couple of weeks off now and get into a bit of draft prep. So, I'm shooting off to Europe. Uh, in about six weeks, we're going to do a couple of shows before then. Do some offensive draft and some defensive draft prospects. Get stuck into it. Until then, keep your eyes peeled for maybe a John Johnson signing. Who ooh, knows? Ooh. Until next time, thanks for seeing us on TDU. Haters. Peace out. Firing, he's got Floyd turning, got it, zigzag, 10, 5, high step, touchdown, San Diego! Woo! Good night! Good night to all!